0: You're listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast, a recording of the Sunday morning service at Hill City Church. We would love to have you join us in person. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church. Last week, we, we started a series called Disciple. Last week, we, we went through and we defined what a disciple is, and we a disciple here at Hill City as uh, Matthew 4.19, Jesus calling Simon Peter and his brothers, two disciples of Jesus that followed Jesus for three years. He's, he, he looked at the, these, two, these two men and said, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And we use that verse as our anchoring point of defining what a disciple is. A disciple is someone that knows and follows Jesus. A disciple is someone that's being changed by Jesus, and I will make you,
1: right? And finally, a disciple is someone that's on mission with Jesus, fishers of men. If you didn't have the
0: opportunity last week to be here, I would highly recommend to go on our website and find the message from last week. Um, We post about a week late here at Hill City. That's intentional. Um, That message would have went live this morning. Um, and, And the reason for that is we want you here. We think there's power inside of presence and power inside of community. And those things can't happen if you're not in the room. Though we want to make sure you can keep up on what we're talking about and what we're teaching. But what we're teaching isn't the most important thing. Relationship is. Relationship with God and relationship with his people. And that's why we do it the way that we do. I think oftentimes when we talk about this idea of discipleship, especially with, with among church leaders, oftentimes it's, it's this idea that we just, we throw everything against the wall and just see what sticks and if it works great, but there isn't a lot of intentionality and there's not a lot of methodology of what we're trying to do or what we're trying to accomplish. We're just hoping that maybe we get growth if we do certain things. We put on a night of worship and maybe we get people
1: to understand God better. And then it, it falls on its face and it doesn't really have the same impact, so we move on to the next thing.
0: But if you read through the Gospels, the, the, the four books, the account for the life of Jesus, and you read through the rest of the New Testament, and you looked at the leaders of the church and saw what they did. And if you looked at Jesus' life and saw how he interacted with his disciples, you would start to see a pattern.
1: In all honesty, when I started to learn this methodology, what we call here at Hill City, relational discipleship, when we started to see the patterns unfold, in all honesty, I got frustrated. I got angry. I'm almost 20 years into this ministry thing. my my degrees in in biblical studies. And nobody taught me this. How did I not know that Jesus
0: did things intentionally in such a way that it it produced and
1: reproduced mature disciples of him? But we started to live this out about three, four years
0: ago. And it started with just a small group of us, just three of us trying to live it out one just trying to learn it what did jesus do and how did he do it what was the journey that 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 someone that didn't know jesus went through to come to this place where
1: where they were reproducing disciples themselves then we started to practice it with people in our circles and our influence
0: and now you see us today in a year and a half and the reproduction that has happened in our people not just in, in the numerical reproduction, but, but in the growth reproduction. That they know how to foster relationship with Jesus. They know how that's the place that, that, that holds them in their foundation. They know how to see growth in their own life because they're walking with Jesus in vulnerability and in honesty and, and making the hard decisions and choosing faith and trust as Jesus
1: guides. Well, this is that methodology. Now, this sermon is going to be a lot more heady. It's going to be a lot more informational
0: than most of our sermons that you hear here at Hill City. But we thought it important to at least get the information out. We, we, we need you to be able to see it, to see what's going on, to see what we're trying to accomplish. And hopefully you find yourself somewhere on the, on, on the
1: circle. And you know what your next step may be. But as you go through Jesus' Jesus' ministry, you
0: watch him and how he made disciples. You look at Paul and Timothy and other church leaders
1: and how they reproduce disciples. We start to see a pattern. We start to see different stages at play. I'm going to put a graphic here up on the screen and I want you to take a look at it.
0: We're going to kind of walk through each of the different phases that people grow through as they mature into disciples and into disciple makers. See, the first stage that we all start at, we all start at this stage of what we call unbeliever. We just don't know Jesus. We don't know Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We haven't confessed with our mouth and believed in our hearts that Jesus is Lord. We haven't been exposed to it, or we haven't made the decision, even though we've been exposed to it. We just don't have belief in Jesus. That's an unbeliever. When they come to that moment of salvation, they come to that moment where they realize that Jesus is God, that Jesus did die a
1: sinner's death, that Jesus did raise from the dead, and they can follow him. They become what we call a believer, someone that knows Jesus,
0: it's still new to this whole Christianity This Christianity thing, is still trying to figure it out? Still trying to figure out what it's about and, and what are our grounding principles and what are the things that we kind of hold on to and what do I do as, as a Christian? The reality is, just because you've been a Christian for a long time doesn't mean you're still not a believer. Though time is important for growth, time is not the determining factor for growth. Let me say that again because I think it's important for the room.
1: Even though time is important for growth, it is not the determining factor for growth. Believers believe that Jesus is Lord and they believe that what he said was true and that what he did happened. They're believers. And as they continue to grow and continue to trust and continue to walk with
0: Jesus and continue to practice disciplines of Jesus, they learn the new truths about Jesus, so they start to take in these things and
1: and believe them to be true, they become what we call a follower. Followers are now learning how to actually foster relationship with Jesus. That they're realizing
0: that there's more to this life than just what I can get out of it. There's more to this church thing than what I can just get out of it. There's more to this Christianity thing than what I can just get out of it. When they start to learn the skills of fostering a relationship with Jesus. They actually start following. It's not just a belief that they have, an idea that they have, that they actually start taking action in their life to follow Jesus. When Jesus says, love your neighbor, they try to love their neighbor. Right? There's a following piece of I'm trying to follow the leader, right? We all play that game as, as kids. And the reality is majority of Christianity, the majority of the American church exists right here. That we got you through convert, we got you to believer, we got you in a seat so you can hear a sermon and, and worship with worship songs every week, but, but you haven't really learned the skills that you need to, to actually connect with Jesus and to connect with his community and to connect to this bigger idea that's going on, this, this, this
1: grander purpose that I could be a part of as his disciple. But in that follower stage, this is where we're learning these skills.
0: Here at Hill City, we don't want you to stop at conversion. We want you to keep growing because that's where hope is. Right As you walk in the lobby every week, it says this is where hope lives. We believe that to be true. But it's only found when we choose to follow Jesus and not just believe
1: things about him, but let those things start to impact our lives. We keep journeying down this
0: road as we grow in fostering relationship with with God and fostering relationship with
1: his people. We start to become what we call a disciple, right? We defined disciple last
0: week. We start to know and follow Jesus. We start to see real genuine change in our life and how we interact with people. We start to realize that there's a grander mission at play that I get to play a part in. In John 15, Jesus has this conversation with his disciples. He's talking about the importance of abiding in him, staying connected to him, being in a relationship with him. And he says these words, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends. For everything that I've learned from the Father, I have made known to you. Disciples start to become really others-focused. That it's not just what I can get out of this relationship, but it's what I can take, what I've learned from Jesus, what I've, how I've been changed by Jesus, and, and turn that to start helping others experience the same thing. Right? They have a clear understanding of what grace means. One, because they've experienced it, and they want others to experience it. They know how to give forgiveness because they've experienced forgiveness. It's not about me anymore. It's about what I can do for those around me. This is a disciple of Jesus. If you keep going around that circle, you you see that last phase, but that last phase just kind of pushes right back over to reproduce itself. And this is where we get to this place that we call disciple makers. These are the intentional people that have walked with Jesus long enough, that they've been changed by Jesus enough that they can start reproducing into others so they can experience what they've, what they've experienced. We have plenty of people sitting around the audience today that, that we call disciple makers, That we've watched their lives and they've walked with Jesus. They know how to foster a relationship with Jesus. They know how to build healthy, genuine, relational communities where a relationship is king, where where people feel valued, where people feel seen. They know how to create environments where growth is is, is the target. They know how to ask good questions, to probe, and to push people towards Jesus. We have individuals sitting in the room, they wear these bracelets. If you've gone through Culture Course 301, we call it You Lead Hill City. It's essentially how we do relational discipleship. It's a 12-week course. It takes a lot of time and dedication, but people that are coming out of it really do feel equipped to reproduce disciples. And if you're sitting anywhere on that journey, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, whether you're a follower or a disciple, you're like, I just need to figure out what that next step is. Grab one of those that are
1: wearing the bracelet and just say, hey, can you help me out? Can you show me how this is done? Because we all have a next step. We all have growth. And even as you progress through this
0: journey, as you move from follower to disciple, it doesn't mean you're no longer a disciple and it doesn't mean you don't no longer follow Jesus. I continue to believe. As a disciple maker, I continue to follow Jesus. I continue to be a disciple of Jesus. Those don't change. I still have growth to do. Jesus is still working in my heart and helping me love people better and love him more.
1: The journey never stops for us until we take our last breath. But as we go through this journey, as we go through this this wheel, this reproducible process...
0: We see this, if you, if you look at Paul and Timothy's life, we see how Paul walked Timothy through this. It started with, with uh, Timothy's mother and grandmother and them investing in him and helping him believe and helping him learn to follow. Then it was Paul coming alongside of him and, and reinforcing those things, but also pushing him forward to be a real true disciple of Jesus and eventually a reproducible disciple maker. But there's three invitations that, that people go through or people accept that Jesus is giving as they walk through this journey. We're gonna to try to show this on the screen the best we can. And we'll try to make these slides available somehow if you email us at hello at hillcity.church and we'll try to get these back to you and maybe we'll try to find a way to get them on our website. We haven't really talked about it. But three invitations God is giving us. First invitation we see, this is the invitation that he's giving the, the unbeliever and the
1: believer. Come and see. Come and see what I am about.
0: Come and see. The beginning of, of the book of John, we see this account of Jesus with his disciples. This is John 1.35, the verses will be on the screen. The next day John was there again with two of his disciples. This is John the Baptist. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you going to stay? Verse 39, Come, he replied, and you will see. It was an invitation into Jesus' life and ministry. So they went, and they saw where he was staying, and they spent the entire day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John, say, who heard what John had to say, and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was find his brother Simon and tell him, "We have found the Messiah." That is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. The invitation is, "Come and see Jesus. Come and see. Come and see what this whole thing's about. Come and see what Christianity was designed to be. Come and
1: see. Be skeptic. Bring your doubts. It's all okay. Come and see. You can
0: come disgruntled into this place." You can come thinking we're all silly and stupid for believing such things. Just come and see. See what God can do. See who God is. And see what God is about. In this come and see phase, the things that we want people to come and see, these are the things that that Jesus allowed others to see.
1: We see some of these in this story. We want you to come and see Jesus' truths. Maybe see a different point of view or a different way of looking at this life. Come and see what Jesus is really
0: about. When he talks about love, come and see what that means. When he talks about forgiveness, come and see what that means. When When he talks about grace, come and see what that means. When he talks about judgment,
1: come and see what that means. Come and see his truths. Another thing we see in this invitation
0: is we come and see Jesus' habits. How do we walk in relationship with Jesus?
1: What do we do to be quote-unquote Christians? What do they do? What does it look like? What does it practically feel like?
0: Come and see. We see that by looking at others' lives. We see that by coming into this space and and joining community groups, you can see people a little bit closer, uh, up close in their lives and see how they react to hard situations and how they react to to joyous situations. Come and see these people of Jesus.
1: And that's the, the last invitation of come and see, is come and see Jesus' people. That they're not perfect, but they're still loved.
0: That they screw up on a regular basis, but God still shows them grace. The beautiful thing about Christianity, the beautiful thing about Jesus' truth, the beautiful thing about Jesus' habits is when we get to come and see that Christianity is all about getting back up. That you can fail and you can fail and you can fail. And the beautiful
1: thing about what Jesus did on the cross is it gives us opportunity to get back up. Come and see what Jesus is about my hope and my prayer as you
0: come and see what Jesus is about is you have the same experience as Andrew and his brother Simon, that we have found the Messiah that is
1: the Christ. That this idea, that, that Jesus isn't just an idea, but that he's a person, and that he desperately wants to be in a relationship with you.
0: As people start to move from that believer stage to be actually following Jesus, they, they start to come to this invitation of God. And this invitation is, is what we're going to call listen and trust. And we start to know what God's voice sounds like. We start to, to know what relationship is with God. And In the midst of knowing God, we walk in relationship with him,
1: trusting him and his lead. Jesus tells this parable,
0: or this story, in John ten. The verses are on the screen. It
1: says the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep, and the gatekeeper opens the gate
0: for him, and the gate and the sheep listen to his voice. And this is to kind of place everybody in the right right place or we're on the same page. Jesus is the shepherd. The gatekeeper is God. We are the sheep. Right? Uh, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he had brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. In verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Right, The sheep know his voice. They know what Jesus sounds like. They know where Jesus would lead them and where he wouldn't lead them. They know Jesus. We talked about this last week. We talked about this the week before, the, the, this place we want to get to where we know Jesus. We don't just know facts about him or ideas about him or we've heard stories about him, but I know him as a person. I know him relationally like I know a best friend. And then we sit down and spend time together. It's like sitting down over beers or coffee with a good friend and we get to reminisce and talk about life and, and challenge each other and push each other forward. Right? It's that type of relationship like a relationship with a good father who generally cares for you and wants you to grow wants to give you the good things that are going to help
1: you experience the fullness of this life, right? that we know God. In the midst of, of this invitation of, of listening and trust, we see three things just
0: like the first one, three things we want to see reproduce, or three things that we have to choose to listen and trust Jesus. First one's this, it's on your screen. Listen and trust Jesus in relationship with Jesus. Right? We want to teach you here at Hill City how do you actually foster genuine relationship with Jesus? How do you give trust? How do you choose vulnerability? How do you have consistent time? Right? All those things that are true of relationship in general are true of our relationship with God. Right? How do we choose to depend on god like i need to depend on my friends on my family we listen and trust jesus in relationship in the midst of of this invitation of listening and trusting the next one is we listen and trust his community the church not the organization not its leaders its people It's people, that's the church. It's you. It's you, those that are sitting in community groups with you. It's it's this it's it's this community of people. That's the church. We're learning to listen to them and trust them. That they have our best interests at heart, that they're not going to abandon us, that they're gonna continue to walk with us, even if I'm difficult to walk with. I'm gonna choose to trust them when they give advice. And they share stories of how they've experienced God and how they foster a relationship with God that I follow suit and I try those things because I, I trust them. That takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Just like trusting God, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. If you think you trust God entirely with your life, you're lying to yourself, that's not the case. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. There's plenty of areas you're 100% in control of your life and you're not letting God in. It's the same with this community. And in the midst of that, it's still relationship. I still have to show up. And I don't just have to be you know, physically present. I have to be emotionally there. I have to choose to give trust to the community and share my heart, share my struggles, share my joys. Right? I have to choose to engage it. But we listen and trust in his community. And, we fall, and the final thing of, of this phase, this invitation, as we're moving from young adults into, or sorry, as we're, we're moving from, I'm using different terminology on you. Uh, there's giggles in the room because it's t- terminology we use with our disciple makers. But as you're moving from follower to disciple and, and you're starting to learn what genuine foster relationship looks like with Jesus, what genuine foster relationship looks like with this people, that we build that trust and we're actually following Jesus. The last one in this is we're listening and trusting. We're listening and trusting in Jesus' purpose. Right? There's a greater calling going on here. That it's not just about what you can get or want, that, that I'm a part of a bigger plan. And I get to play my role and I get to be used by God, the Almighty, to impact lives of other people. You may look at that and say, man, that sounds exhausting. That sounds like a lot. Majority of people will feel that way until they've walked with Jesus long enough that it starts to bubble out of them because of the work that Jesus has done, right? A disciple of Jesus, someone that knows and follows Jesus, being changed by Jesus, is a mission with Jesus. You'll hear us repeat this over and over and over again in the life of our church. And the last invitation. As we, still, as we start to grab a hold of that purpose and realize our place in that purpose, the last invitation that God gives us is to go and tell that God has done a work inside of us and we should want to allow others to experience and help others experience that same work in their lives and in their hearts. When Jesus looked at his disciples, and we say this verse all the time because this is the mission of the church, he said, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Go and tell what you've experienced with your friends, your co-workers Help those that are, that are maybe a couple steps behind you experience what you experienced because you've walked with Jesus through those things. Like, there's a multiplication, there's a reproduction that needs to happen. There's people all around you that that are unbelievers that need to become believers. There's people around you that are believers and they need to learn how to actually follow Jesus. And as they learn how to follow Jesus, they're actual disciples of Jesus and they want to reproduce, help people do these things. This is what the church was designed to be. It's not to get butts in seats, it's not to build great programs or big buildings, it's to see life change from person to person as we choose to get on mission. With Jesus, so we choose to share what God has taught us as we choose to share what He's been teaching us. We go and tell with our hands. You start to do things. practically. You start to serve in the children's ministry, you, you start to serve the homeless, you start to serve in a community group, as a community group leader, you, you look for ways
1: to show hospitality, that you start to use your hands to do things go and tell with your hands
0: you start to go and tell with your hearts or sorry with your heads getting ahead of myself (laughs) the things that you've learned in this relationship with jesus that you're going and telling those things to others that you've learned hey this is how i i spend time in prayer hey this is how i fast and pray Hey, hey this is how i read my bible in relationship with jesus not just as a task to be completed I want to share these things with you. It's the knowledge that we're transferring, right? Teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. It's what we've learned from God. And the heart, it's that compassion piece. We want to go tell with our hearts. We want to give ourselves away so they can experience the real us and in hopes that they experience the true God. And this is our methodology in a nutshell. This is what we call relational discipleship. It's helping people move from unbeliever to disciple maker. It's being a part of the journey with God of these invitations that He gives us
1: to to come and see what He's about, to listen and trust, to go and tell. And I know this is a heady message. I
0: know it's in the clouds. You're gonna see us talk about it more and more. If you have questions, grab a disciple maker and start asking them. They would love for you. I, I see the cameras out. I see you taking pictures of these screens. Let us walk through it in more detail. Let's help you understand where you're at so you know what your next steps are in your relationship with Jesus, in your relationship with his purposes and with his people. This is how we have impact with our lives that we, choose to, that we learn to choose to walk with Jesus and relationship. Now everybody starts in the same place. Starts with confessing that Jesus is Lord and believing in our heart that he died and rose again. And as we make that confession with our mouths, we want to we take the next step of obedience, which is baptism. And here at Hill City, we keep the baptismal warm every week just in case. And if you're at that place where you need to tell our church community that you are a follower of Jesus and you haven't told us through baptism that before, I encourage you, as we go into a time of communion, Noah's going to be up near the banner, I would love for you to go up and just ask any questions. We have everything you need to get baptized today. We have a change of clothes. We, we have uh, towels. We have anything and everything you could possibly need to get wet today and walk out of here dry. <laughs> and baptism's that beautiful picture of what God did for us, right? Buried in Christ's death. His sacrifice was enough. Raised to life. As Jesus was raised to life, conquering death. If that's your next step, I encourage you to make it. Please go talk to Noah. Thanks for listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast. We hope it was helpful to you to become a more devoted disciple of Jesus. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church.